Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Do you want to get your hands on the latest From the Stash merch? Check the links below, get the From the Stash store, and go check to see the latest drop. We appreciate all the support, as always, and we will check you in the next epi. And a huge shout-out to Flava for sponsoring today's video. If you're looking for that one secret sauce to help increase yield, average THC, and terpene profile, you're going to want to use Flava. Flava is a polymer-based solution that will help your plant uptake nutrients to the most effective manner and help hold those nutrients so that your plant has no issues in uptaking those nutrients. In an independent test, Flava was found to increase yield by 12%, the average THC percentage by 14%, and the average terpene percentage by 118%. This is the secret sauce that you're missing in your garden, so don't wait. Go get yourself some Flava. Use the links below and promo code THESTASH to save a few dollars off at checkout and thank them for being a sponsor of today's video. AC Infinity is also sponsoring this episode. Use discount code THESTASH15 for a discount on any of their products. AC Affinity is well known to have some of the highest quality gardening equipment on the market today. They have everything from grow lights, grow tents, inline fans, oscillating fans, smart controllers, and so much more. Visit their website at acinfinity.com and don't forget to use discount code THESTASH15 to save on any of their products. Really? Thank Man, anybody you. who's just here is showing love in general, but if you're doing extra, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. And it's funny, speaking of doing extra, we're kind of talking a little bit about uh, where the inflation in herb has gone in the extra sense, where it's insane when you think about way back then to now. I mean, massive. And depending on where you live, maybe you don't feel the impact as much, but holy Hannah Montana, it gets crazy in some places. I've seen it firsthand. But I know. I think P. You never had to deal with brick, right? Nope. I've never even seen it. Lucky in real bastard. life. In real life. Lucky yeah. bastard. Never seen it. Never seen it. It typically, typically, like I'm, I'm blessed. It didn't make it that far, as what Wink says. No, we just had good weed up here for a long time. You know, two it's, borders to get through, though. Two borders. That's right. Yeah. Somebody asked uh, uh, the other day on the chat, "What's what's Cali weed?" Well, what well, we we didn't have Cali weed up here. We had BC Bud, is what they call it, and that's that weed coming out of British Columbia, man. And uh, it was decent stuff. It was decent stuff. But the price. The price has changed quite a bit. Um, when I first started, sm- and, and to just skip to, to, to halfway through, it's like when I started smoking, a gram of herb was worth fifteen dollars, and then and then within about a year of of of, of using it, it went down to ten dollars pretty quick. Maybe like within two years, it went down to ten dollars a gram real fast, and then it's kind of just hovered at that at that that point if you're buying grams at a time that is rather than you know the, obviously the price goes down if you buy an ounce you're you know it's spending a little bit less but uh yeah the price the price is changing quite a bit i can't imagine back in the day before there was anything else other than brickweed and hash dude and that was definitely we were talking about that before we started there literally was just hash 
you didn't have a bunch of varieties, and some people may have, but I sure as shit didn't. I had some random, nasty, funky resin. Ugh. Nasty. <laughs> Ugh. But the price yeah. wasn't crazy then, back in the day. It was, everything was affordable, but I feel like that's where, with inflation, the cost of everything's been going up, regardless. But with flour and with bud in general, it's gone up for a while. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, when I started smoking, that was 24 years ago. So do the math on that. <laughs> Late 90s, right? And that's all there was was the brickweed, right? The, the the Mexican swag that would come up that they would have them in tires, right? And so they'd be all flat and then you'd break them up and it would just be seed after seed after stem <laughs> after stem after stem. And then you smoke it and you get a headache. And the, the eye only lasted like... I don't know, 30 minutes, maybe an hour if you're lucky, depending on your tolerance and stuff, of course. But uh, you get five bucks a gram. So <laughs> I was getting five bucks a gram for that. It was great. Ounce-wise, uh, 80 bucks, 100 bucks an ounce. So it was uh, dirt, but it was affordable nowadays. Portable like, dirt. Yeah, affordable dirt. dirt. <laughs> Dude, I, mean, I was in QPs for like 200 most times or less. And it was, and shit, you can get a whole bow for like 600 bucks, you know? But it was usually like this big or smaller. And you had to like use an ice pick to get that shit open. And there'd be tons <laughs> of seeds. I've had cocoons. I've had little stones. I've had all sorts of random bizarre shit that's made its way rolling down the hill. But it was affordable. And crack it, still it open and a small big. child runs out. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes running. Yeah, gracias, senor. Crack it open. It's like a pinata or all the, all the seeds falling out. <laughs> all the seeds were flat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the difference between now and then is it's like you really have to know somebody as we're then. That was the general market. That was the price. It was cheap, period. And it got to a point where you'd see stuff that was, at least for me, we call it like that corn or fruit. I don't know why either those were the thing, but it was more like mids. It was green. It was decent. A couple seeds, but it wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't bad. And there was never really anything dank. So our price tier only went from like dirt cheap to 40 a quarter. That was the highest. And then 120 for a Z. That was the highest it would ever go. So it's like some people, I feel like their fluctuating prices depend. And this was, again, in, in prohibition times. So obviously the, it was just all, you know, black market. But nowadays with the legal market, prices seemingly are sticking where they're at from here to Las Vegas. I don't know where the shift came. In terms of, of uh, supply and demand, because it seems like we got more supply now. Well, yeah, back then you're you're thinking that you know the only way you're getting your brick, if you will, is through a tire of a semi truck coming across the Mexican U.S. border. Whereas now, you know, everyone and their dog is growing. You know, everyone and their dog is supplying the market with, and and, and now quality herb. You know, uh, generally speaking, you know the 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 uh, people's ability to grow has has increased exponentially. So it, it only makes sense that people are now able to supply the market with more product. And this product isn't brick. It's it's pretty good stuff, generally speaking. So that's why, you know, I would argue that, you know, going from prices of spending $240 an ounce, uh, now that you get an ounce, you can get grade A quality weed for like $90 an ounce. But that's that's because I believe everyone is growing it now. Well, the, for me, the prices did go a little bit up when it came to mids, right? So mids came around and like Rob mentioned, it's like, it's a little bit better. There's still seeds in there, but like the the bud quality was better. It wasn't like flat and, and bricked before it, we received it, right? So um, that was a little bit more money. I remember getting, I think it was like probably like 25, 20, 25 bucks for an eighth or something like that. 
And then and then kind buds came around. That's what we called it over on in the Massachusetts area is kind buds. I'm not sure if it was all New England. I'm not sure how far that word uh, translated across the states and stuff like that. But yeah, KB, right? Um, but uh, that ended up being like, you know, 20 bucks a gram, you know, 20 a gram uh, up to 60 and eighth. Uh, and that was uh, seedless. You know, kind buds would generally be seedless or people would also call it as headies as well. Um, and that would all be seedless stuff, 60 bucks an eighth. It was roughly a hundred bucks a quarter, 120 bucks a quarter. And then you go upwards of, you know, 250, 300, 350 an ounce. So like me personally, kind of where I lived, it was much cheaper for the brick and stuff. And then as the quality got better, the prices ended up going up quite a bit. So, um, and, and nowadays what I'm seeing in the dispensary is kind of similar pricing. You know, I am seeing $60 an eighth uh, at the dispensary. I, I do see cheaper stuff. But uh, for the most part, you know, you go to Planet 13, for example, largest dispensary in the U.S., and uh, their prices are pretty inflated. 60, I think there was even higher priced uh, eights, wasn't there? Wasn't there like a hundred dollar eight or something crazy? 88 eights for little wage. Uh, Tyson's was like, some of his was 65 and other shit was 90. It's crazy. (laughs) And I will say uh, it was mids. It was good. It was good mids. mids. (laughs) That's that's not going to go away. That's not going to go away. You know, if, if as long as you're getting an endorsement by somebody, it's not going to go away. What's the difference between that weed and the weed that we grow? Nothing. Nothing. Better. You could argue that ours is probably better. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The, the the thing is, is that it's it's with a name. It's we got the same thing in Canada, and it's the government selling you weed. You know, it's if if it's this higher end. You know, it's if, if it's your cookie or your Girl Scout cookies or your White Widows or your Green Cracks or you know what I mean. Like if it's got a name to it, you're paying for the name, hundred percent. You're paying for the name. There's no reason why a Larange or like a, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a gas, a pink gas is what I'm thinking off the top of my head. That Sensei Star I had recently, that's fantastic. You know, you're not. It, you'd think you'd be paying for that name, but some names get lost in time. But you're not going to lose that, you know, and 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 what's the difference between that weed and the weed that's a little bit less? I argue absolutely nothing. I think it's ludicrous that you have to pay a little more money to get seeds or to get weed without seeds. You know, it's just like, okay, so as a grower, I can be lazy as fuck and still make a decent amount of money off of it. It's like, no, no, no. The seeds in your weed at this level shouldn't be happening. And if it does, it should be a gem. You know, I almost pay more for that extra gem rather than paying less. You know what I mean? So it's 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 frustrating that that we've plateaued. Still, a gram of weed for ten dollars is way too much, man. When you're yeah. thinking that you're spending, let's say, let's say you spend a thousand dollars on your grow, your garden setup. You harvested a pound of weed. You just paid it all off. You just paid off everything with just a pound of weed. And that overpays. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the the price will continue to drop. And of course, it's going to continue to drop as people are becoming more and more or having more and more access to it by, by, by growing it themselves or at least finding someone to do it for them. Well, nowadays you've got the flourishing gray market, we'll say. And depending if you know a grower, and that's the beauty of it, is if you know the grower or somebody who's got lots of overages, we'll call it, you can get it as low as, you know, $80, $90 for a Z. So it just depends on who you know, and it's way better quality than the dispensary. But when, like, good stuff first came around for me, it was just chronic. It wasn't a name, it was just chronic. It was fluffier, probably grown hydroponically, and it was $200 flat no matter what 
the look of it, the density, the smell, it was chronic. 200 bucks, boom, 50 a quarter, boom. At some point it changed. I don't know. It just, it's like the dispensaries caught on to it. And in Michigan early on, it was still around 200. You can get grams for 10 or you get ounces for like 200, 225. And then there was like this meeting amongst heads or something, or they realized the market would buy it. And all of a sudden this 60 and eighth shit has gone very, just straight down the line. And then you've got people who have naive, you know, customer base or, or friends and they're like, we'll go to the dispensary. Otherwise I got it for 40. It's like, what the fuck? That still is insane. Like the cost to make this isn't that going to multiple commercial dispensaries and commercial um, grows. They're trying to get their costs below $300 a pound, a pound. You know what I'm saying? Like I know people who've got small micro grows who are getting shit for their, their ounces are probably about $18 or less an ounce. So, I mean, the margins don't need to be this high for anything. It doesn't make sense. You don't have this kind of margin for tomatoes unless you've got massive, huge production. So why is our plant being, is being inflated so much? Doesn't make well, sense. I, I, I can argue in, because of Canada, it's, it's government regulation, man. It's such a, it's such a, such a botched system around here in terms of the amount of money the government's trying to make off this and protect the kids, protect the kids and, and let's keep it out of the hands of the cartel. And it's like, you don't have to pay for that, you know, and why are we concerned about that if we have a legal market? The problem is, is this market that's still making us pay $60 an eighth is creating a very, very vibrant and very lush gray market, black market, whatever you want to call it. In Canada, we have moms, man. We have mail order marijuana. And this shit is not government regulated. It is not uh, um, sold in a brick and mortar location it's shipped over the over the internet you can order it on a tuesday it'll be at your house by friday and you're paying 90 bucks an ounce for for quad a weed because it seems to be a grading system around here by a's you have your a your double a your triple a and your quad a and your quad a being your best of the best of the best and it's still barely cracking a hundred dollars an ounce the and the only reason for that is because it's a flourishing gray market you don't have just one mom you don't have two moms, three, you got an, uh, an entire internet full of mail order marijuana companies that are, are, are competing amongst each other to give you the best product for the lowest price. That's not what the dispensary is doing. The government, guess who the government competes with? Nobody. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem. So th there isn't going to be competition. It's not a free market. So one company that that provides you know greater product for a lesser price isn't honed in by the the, the consumer. You just have the government, just the government. And uh, so it, it, in return, you get these 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 sec sections or sectors of of the of the industry that are going to form and and capitalize on it, and then forget about having a conversation about medicinal cannabis because that's frustrating enough what's the difference pigeons between medicinal cannabis and recreational cannabis nothing nothing it's still weed at the end of the day they're just making you pay more for it and jump through more hoops in order to obtain it it's so frustrating but again this is this is coming down to that regulation and and not having a free market to compete prices won't go down as long as the government has their hands in in uh in the mapping of, of, of prices. Tag or thick ass glass. Use discount code the stash at checkout to get 25% off on any of your pieces, whether it's a water pipe, an oil rig, or 
something like a regular handpipe. They got you covered. Quality build and function is what TAG is all about. When you're looking for a quality piece that you're going to have for years to come, thick-ass glass is the way to go. Now myself, you know I'm not normally a glass guy, but man, when I got this piece, I finally realized I was missing out on quality glass. It's a big difference from stuff that you get overseas that is just not quality made and not going to be something you have long-term versus something like a thick-ass glass piece. So if you're looking to upgrade your smoke game or just get yourself another piece to add to the collection, use discount code THESTASH at checkout for thick-ass glass at thickassglass.com. Yeah, we need, uh, I don't know, I'm still kind of torn because you're complaining about in a sense about the government having control over this and it being federally legal yet in the States where we're trying to get it federally legal or at least descheduled out of it. But it seems like it's kind of a double-edged sword in a sense from what we're hearing what's happening in Canada, right? So you've got some good things that happen, but there's also a lot of negatives that have happened from it. So we'll see what happens. You know, we will see what happens in regards to legalization. But uh, the other thing that it would kind of solve if we did have some sort of federal government oversight is maybe they can control pricing a little bit and bring things down because right now you can go from state to state to state, different price after different price after different price. There's some dispensaries where when this was just medical here, I was paying $15 an eighth. Now I, I can't find anywhere close to that, 35 40 at the minimum. But then you go over to California and it's like, well, there's 40 50, 60 plus at the minimum, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's just so many very, like various in, in prices throughout which state you're actually in. Yeah. And, and, and the, the main, the main reason that would fix that would be government oversight and, 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 or regulation. Now, let me just touch on your thing. Compl- I, the, what I'm complaining about is not regulation. The government was created to create regulations, policies, you know, in order to regulate business, commerce, people, so on and so forth. They are not formed to be the seller of weed. That's the issue. That's the issue. These, these places, the government shouldn't be the one selling you weed. That's not, that's not what it's there for. And in Canada, that's the issue. That's the issue. The government's the one selling you the weed. It needs to be open to anyone who wants to open a dispensary, to open it up. They can regulate how close to schools you are. They can regulate if you get if, it, if, if that you can't sell it to children. Those kind of things. They should regulate quality control, but they yeah. shouldn't be the ones selling you the weed. And in America, you've got a bunch of private dispensaries that are doing their own thing without federal regulation. So there is no consistency. So you're right. You can go to Idaho. You can go to Colorado, you can go to Nevada, and you're going to get three entirely different um, 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 environments or, or 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 policies towards weed. So that that that's the thing. And so it's it's not that I'm complaining that it's it's regulated. I want regulation. I just don't want the government with their hands in the yeah, pot. Get your fucking hands out of it. That's you know, the difference. See, here in Michigan, we've got different tiers of licensing you can get a micro license for around i think it's around seven thousand dollars to apply and it's like another like 10 you probably put about twenty thousand dollars get it going and then the argument is like oh well they make it so you can't get in it financially if you can't get to that point and then be able to get a building then you shouldn't start a business unless it's landscaping not even that you need equipment unless it's a service that you're just doing like computer repair uh, maintenance or something because you need to be able to have the funds to do this so you can potentially become a grower for a commercial company I know people doing it who love that job. They went from metal fabrication to growing dank. And it's there's opportunities there, but then that doesn't help the market financially. The only way it does is if the big giant conglomerates don't have control of the market. 
And unfortunately, right now they do. Now you've got companies like Franklin Fields that they have their own dispensary connected right to the facility. So they've got eights a dank for 25, 30 bucks, you know, and it's, it's good. Like it's fire shit. That's cool, but it's rare. It's not common. And they also have a financial backer so they can afford to do this and have multiple locations and grow three, 4,000 plants. They're killing it, but that's not everybody. So the issue is, is this market regulations where why can't somebody with clean meds sell their stuff to a dispensary or clean flour in general for recreational, go get it tested just like the other place does. And you're selling it there. The difference is, is of course you can't sell it as low of a cost or low of a price like the giant corporation can, because your cost is way higher. Common sense you'd think, but they just literally want to corner this shit and hold it down. Walmart effect, Tough. man. It's yeah. the Walmart effect. Yeah. You, it, you, you want to be able to have a Walmart in your, uh, in your town so you can get the best prices. But, that drives out every small business owner uh, that that sells anything comparable because they can't compete against a conglomerate like that, you know. And and yeah, like there's 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 always going to be that struggle between you know small business and big business. But I I am a believer that as the consumer, we are responsible for 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 the final say. We get to determine where we spend our money, and we should understand that you know maybe a two dollars more isn't always a bad thing, you know, especially when it means the difference between going to Walmart or going to Stan's hydroponic store. You know, uh, those are, these are things that we need to make the difference in because if we don't, then, then at the end, then we lose our say. Our money is our vote. It is our say, you know, so we got to be diligent in, in, in who we're spending our money on. Sorry. Yeah, Who's Stan? Who's Stan? A horrible Stan? question, Chris. <laughs> it's Stan's hydroponics store. Stan's hydroponics, man. Yeah, Stan's you never heard. I got the best shit in town. Damn, knows that. Damn the Stan's hydroponic. I just think is really what it's going to boil down to can't is Stan's people, dead plants. Anyways, that's sorry. exactly what it is. Well, the, if the people control where their money goes, and this is where it comes down to finding where uh, you can get the best price and giving your money there and not giving money to these giant corporations as much as you can. And they hide behind brands here in Michigan. You've got green peak, AKA the devil who hide behind their mom and pop shops. They've purchased, So they own all these places and people go there and they're like, Oh, I love fucking sky, man. They've got a great button. It's like, yeah, fuck. No, they don't for one for two. That's green peak. Fuck mm. them. But we have a lot of situations where the corporations got the upper leg because they started back when we first were able to do it because they had the money. They had somebody from Colorado or California come in and help them get it going, and they're taking over. So until the people band together and we have our own markets that work and we take care of each other, it's going to be hard to to fight that because the masses are going to go to the dispensaries, not the 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 vocal minority, which is us in this case, but the masses of just grandma, grandpa, tourists, average Joe who want to try gummies for the first time. They're going to the dispo. They're going to go get legal weed as where the guy who's growing, who's got better guy or girl, who's growing, who's got better stuff, could be supplying a better product for a better price. They just don't know it, you know? And the best way to avoid spending too much damn money on weed is to do it yourself, man. Grow your own herb. We, on this channel, if you're watching the show, you already know that you've probably already taken into consideration that growing your own herb is the best way to go about it. Yeah, I pronounced the H in herb. You can at me at Pigeons420 on Twitter. But uh, it, the reality is, is if you grow your own, you, you're going to be spending, I think the last time that I did a, 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 an evaluation of how much money that I spent, I think it was around 10 cents a gram. And that was, that was after, you know, purchasing equipment. 
and stuff. So, so let's say there's a plus minus on that. Let's say you double that. Let's say you're spending 20 cents a gram. That's far from 10, 15, $20 a gram. You're saving money no matter what. The, 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 the price of, of growing your own is, is an initial cost. You know, there's always that upfront. You can grow it outside. You can do the things, but you still got to buy some things. You got to buy your nutrients. You got to be able to uh, buy your, your pots and your trimmers and so on and so forth, your nutrient, uh, whatever. So there is an upfront cost, but if you grow your own, you, you're going to annihilate all of the extra nonsense that's going to make that from a 10 cent gram to a $10 gram. And, uh, you know, we encourage you around here uh, to, to take that, that, that power, take that, that, that uh, I don't know, ability and harness it and run with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just boils down to making sure if you're that person who tries to get into it and is the caregiver or is the, is the plug, be fair. Don't just try to compete with the dispensary because that's the problem is everybody who's just getting into it. I've got buddies who started growing in the past few years because of the dispensary and because they're like, oh man, my whole work, I'll supply the whole factory. I'm like, yeah, but no, for one, sus, two, dick move, because you're just going to undercut by five bucks, six bucks, you know? And that's not a great deal, you know, help the people. That's, that's just how I look you at can it. Try to do the best you can. Give shit away, man. Give shit away. Because uh, in my country, it's illegal to sell it, even if you're selling it for just not dimes and nicks. But just, just you get, give it away, man. Illegal. Give it away. I can't promote anything illegal. Of course not. Yep. But, yeah, you know, you just, uh, give your shit away. Up, That's yeah. another way to do it. You know, it's like you've got, you're harvesting 16 ounces, you know, you know, half that or not half. Take a, take a section of that and be like, okay, of this 16 ounces, I'm going to give away four ounces. Yeah. You know. That just of extra, even of your larfier, smaller stuff, or have somebody come help you trim, and that's their labor that they get for some. Like that's usually what I do. Is you gonna come help me out here? Here's a little. Extra Hell yeah, thing. you're walking home yeah. with some. Yeah, you're getting a good amount. Plus all this scissor hash, you get to take and smoke tonight. You know, it's like just hook people up when you can. Try to be good to your fellow consumer, fellow grower. You know, in in my case, a lot of times I'll trade with people. So somebody will come to me when they're in between mm-hmm. hearts, or I'll do the same. I'll be like, hey, bro. And I get two Z's or QP. I'm like, yeah, man, here you go. No problem. Trade skis are awesome. Just trade, trade skis ski, are man. awesome. Just a trade yep. ski. And then I'm like, make sure you give me some dank. Don't bring me that booth. All cucumbery. Mm-hmm. And usually it's good. <laughs> so it's, it's all about just helping out your fellow consumer, man. That's the key. I think the more people who grow their own, the more competition there will be. And that's why a lot of these corporations are trying to shit on people growing their own. Because they know direct competition. It's more cared for flour that's going to be more readily available at a lower price. That's simple, you know, so if more people grow, then there's going to be less concerned about it. And then we can dictate the cost of this plant. Well, if more people grow, then dispensaries are getting less money and they're increasing prices. Maybe but so, you're not but buying it. But see, I've got, I literally. Well, right, but I'm talking about the legal market here, the legal market. How do, how do the prices so do get lower do? in the legal market, not the black market or not the regulation. people grow there needs to be regulation Badly. so that not so there, not, does there need to be like more licenses being distributed yeah. so there's more yep. competition and yep. stuff like yep. that because right now it does feel like it's real confined down to a certain amount of people and you got to be rich in order to get in there and so they're controlling the prices. So yeah if the cost to get into it wasn't so high because everybody wants to recoup their investment in the first year or two especially these random jims and george and johns who just kick in money to some stoner kids who grow they want their investment back quick and they want like 150, 200% return because it's the green rush. So the less people we have like that and the more people passionate for a long you know, marathon type of mentality, then I think it'll be easier to do because people are going to see like, oh, I'm going to have the market. I'm going to have the consumers. I'm going to have 
the market completely covered because I've got great product at a great price. And they're going to keep coming for year, for year, for year. But when your price is so expensive that people want any out, any option, that's usually the problem. If someone's going to go to another dispensary, they're going to go to their local plug, they're going to grow it themselves because it's so expensive. It's not that everything at the dispo is bad, but for the price, it's dog shit. That's what it yeah. is. Not anyone has the ability to come in and be a licensed dispensary owner. You need a lot of capital, a lot, a lot of money. And that's just to get through the licensing and the regulations and the, the security. You, like That's before you even open your doors. So yeah, th there needs to be far, far less licensing requirements slash fees. More people need to have access to it, but that, but there should be higher uh, oversight. There should be more uh, agency. Not I, like I hear just the liberal in me just screaming here. It's government, more government. No, yeah, but see, we want less government, more government. The problem the is they never will. Look at rent. Look at the cost of rent. They won't get involved with that. When you when you look at when you look at construction regulation. The, the government has gone over and above to regulate construction. You can't just use any materials. You can't just work 100 hours a week. You can't just, you know, use unregulated vehicles. You have to use, you have to be safe. You have to use, uh, you know, safety procedures, so on and so forth. Maybe it's over-regulated, you could argue. But the reality is, is that it, it, it leaves a very clear set of rules that need to be in place in order for everyone to be able to act friendly, act uh, 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 um, fairly. Anyone can start a Johnson & Johnson or, or a Stans construction service and succeed. All you need is a truck, you need a crew, and away you go. And the rest is regulated. You can't just show up to a workplace without the proper equipment, so on and so forth. So that's not happening in the legal market right now. The government has almost no say in the American government, in the American system, the government almost has no say. So that means the people have no say in who can become licensed, who can't become licensed, where can they be, how much can they sell, what prices can they regulate, and according to what. In, 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 in Canada, it's the other way. It's the other way. We have way too much government intervention, uh, uh, hands in the pot, where it's just, no, we just want you to set the policy so that anyone can do this. I don't need to be a millionaire. I just have to have uh, two legs, a heartbeat, and maybe a desire to make some money. And then, and then from there, you know, you have, just have to follow the steps. But it's so inconsistent from state to state to province to province that you don't have that system. So anyone can do anybody, any, anyone can do anyone wrong, and you can set the prices at whatever the fuck you want. No one's going to well, argue. And then, and then also you've got people, depending on the laws, out-of-towners who come in and jump on it right away, who are coming in and they know, they're like, well, we're going to do what we did in California when it first started. New place. I know people in Michigan now who are all jumping and going to New Mexico. I'm like, damn, fuck's down there. And they're like, we're going to doing this and this, and we're even going to hit up Texas soon too. I'm like, hopeful. But hey, I guess if you want to go down and try to get the green rush and poach on everybody, do your thing. But I don't respect it, you know? I think the better people are by helping the consumer, the better it'll be. But government's never going to regulate that. They don't give a fuck. Look at inflation. All the corporations will still make just as much profit, if not more. They're always going to get more every year. And at the same time, we're going to pay more every year. It'll be the same with flour until we've got people who do it, not the government, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget we record these episodes twice a week over on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 p.m. Central. We record in front of a lar large, that's a live digital audience where they help uh, direct the conversation, kind of make me sound a little bit smarter than I really am. And if that's something you're interested in, come on over.
twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast and uh, come help influence the conversation and enjoy these live live shows. We actually we actually wait or not wake and bake, but we sesh right after these epis. So yeah. come and join. Yeah, come and join. My thick ass glass piece here. Big shout out to them for sponsoring the vidya as well in the sesh, man. Stash at checkout twenty five percent. I'm just not over that. I just cannot believe <laughs> that it's such a high discount. Like, big shout out to them. Big shout out. But yeah, hell yeah. That being said, it's your boy Rob from CLTV and all sorts of random other shows. Chris, aka Mister Grow It or Doctor Grow It, if you're really his friend. Pigeons four twenty. Winks on the one and twos. It's actually, Lil Chris. Lil Chris. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> y'all. But Twitch, let's smoke.